In this episode, we are going to take a bit from what we do with Lights, Camera, Reaction, where we're discussing The Last Jedi. It came out literally, what, four or five days ago as of time of recording. I know Chris and I have only seen it the one time. You two have seen it twice. Just really quick, the big things that we're going to go over are, like, what were your favorite scenes or characters, then, like, least favorite scenes or characters, and then we'll just go right into a general discussion. So why don't we start with you, Chris, and then just work our way around. My favorite scene has to be when Luke is training Rey for the first time and kind of Mm. having her reach out to the Force. Because that scene had a lot of funny moments in it. It had a lot of kind of deep and dramatic moments in it. And I really enjoyed kind of that back and forth between the two characters. Least favorite scene, I think the whole thing with the casino was Mm. like pretty bad. At least from my estimation, I, I didn't really... We can get into more of why, yeah. but I mean, like, that just didn't hit me the way I thought it would. See, I, it's really easy for me to come up with my least favorite scene. Me too. Yeah, but my it. favorite scene is a little bit more tough. So my least favorite scene Please don't take was <laughs> the scene where um, Finn and Rose are captured by the First Order, and they're on the ship, the deck of the ship, and they're about to be executed. Because then... You know, Laura Dern flies the cruiser into the Snoke ship yeah. and literally kills every fucking stormtrooper and those two main characters have plot armor and are fine. And Phasma. And then, <laughs> and and then Phasma and shows and up. And the little army. And then yeah. Finn happenstance cracks her up the side of the head and then she Boba Fett dies. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's terrible. Uh-huh. My biggest complaint with this whole movie is that the Jedi side of the film was so strong. And the the rebellion side of the film was really weak. Yeah, they were both trying to do the same thing, and they were trying to both you know tell the same the moral, same right? Yeah. But it was just poorly executed on the on the rebel side, sure. in my opinion. Completely agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my favorite scene is going to be Yoda. Mm. Yeah, Yoda's good. Yoda, it was it was just really good. It was also nice to see that came out of nowhere too. It came yeah. out of nowhere. I do know. Admittedly, afterwards, I'm like, I'm sitting there going, "Are we going to see like you and McGregor?" And it's like, no. 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 <laughs> I was afraid but. Hayden Christensen was going to pop up. Not gonna lie, <laughs> I was like, "Here it comes." It's either going to be him or someone here, else. Here's the one time they could have gotten away with it would have been I, right then, and they. Yeah. I, I'm glad I, they I couldn't have given them a pass for that either. Even if even McGregor showed up, I I think the Yoda thing was perfect. Just en- Yoda, just yes. enough to yeah. Because because the thing too is like you wouldn't want you and McGregor right there. You no. would have wanted Alec Guinness, and I wonder if they could have gotten his estate to sign off Guinness, on it. I don't think Alex Guinness would have been too much too. I think Yoda's yeah. moment with Luke, especially since he trained Luke, would have been yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Least favorite, um, it's probably not like a scene it's just like this one little moment it's cause like you have the big epic moment with Luke where at the very end where all of the walkers have just shot at him right. and he should be dead I, I would have been totally fine with him just being there untouched waiting for Colin to come down but no he has to go I, I think that is a it's Mark like, Hamill exactly that's not and Luke. that's yeah. to get into yeah. my least favorite like on that thing is there were a lot of moments with Luke where I'm like that's not necessarily not something Luke would do as much as it's totally something Mark Hamill would do. Like the wink yeah, as well. Yeah, the wink, right. the, the brush off, and just some of his delivery in some moments. I'm like, this is, feels more Mark Hamill than it does Luke. I think favorite for me is a toss-up between when Ray and Kylo Ren are fighting together, because that's really... I did not think that was going to come. I was gasping like crazy in that scene. Um, and then the moments with like Luke and Leia are really good. Like, yeah. Mm. Really tearful, emotional. It's like, oh my gosh, like 
and especially knowing Carrie Fisher is gone is really emotional. Yeah. Least favorite? I don't think I have a scene that I don't like, but it's a, like it's a series of little moments that I really don't like. Two of which, right off the bat, I can say is the weird thing where Luke is like milking the thing and drinks. I'm like, that's gross. It doesn't need to be in there. Like Star Wars nudity. That's weird. And then the other thing is like Kylo Ren with like his shirt off for no reason. And she's just like, can you put a cloak on or something? I'm like, that's that's weird. Like, this does not belong in Star Wars. Like, I don't understand. Little see, things like that. I actually liked that part. I yeah. the shirtless part. Yeah. Why? It's it was, weird. It, it was weird. It was it was this idea of these two characters don't know that they're connecting, and mm. it's just like where it do comes you, at an where awkward do you catch moment. them, right? Like, where do you catch someone when you find when like it connects? And I, think, I also like the fact that it kind of switches up the fact that in like a lot of other movies, it would have been Ray in some form of undress, and instead it's Kylo Ren. Right? Maybe. Remember the first time that happens, it's really kind of dramatic, right? It kind of it's an intense sequence where she shoots the wall, yeah, and things like that. The flip side of that is okay. We know like. Okay, I know what this is now. Please just put a shirt. Like, please, you know, it's, yeah. it's kind of like the flip side of, of that dramatic moment. Yeah, it just was a weird, jarring thing for Star Wars. I think. Right. I was it, like, eh. I, but I could see how yeah. how like you want to you want to kind of have that dichotomy between. Yeah, the two sure. Yeah. Someone, I think it was like the sound designer or something, said why that scene was important, or or why he was shirtless, and right. his argument was that. Um, it shows that Ray and Ben can see each other's bodies. Uh, I just like like the memes that are coming out of it now. Like there's a thing that Becca sent where it's like Ray and like all tiny and like not looking at him, and then it's just like Adam Driver's face and this massive chest. <laughs> like, he's just so wide. Yeah, he's really, <laughs> he's wide. really wide. Well, I mean, he um, was like a marine, right? Yeah, like, yeah. 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 But I don't like. He's not just like sculpted. You no, know no, what I mean? Like, like he just, just a is a guy. wide yeah. guy. Like yeah. he's so wide. So anyway, I know as a group, because we had our own little chat going over it, that we mostly liked it. Like I know there's some quibbles right. about the film. I'm I'm about but, I'm about like sixty, seventy percent that I liked it, and then like I could I could very easily be turned to the dark side. <laughs> of the film, yeah. <laughs> Because remember, you and I we were talking about before we recorded, like how we both, while watching the movie, were like, because we were both super hyped for it, and then it was just like, while watching the movie, it's like, why am I not enjoying this as well, much as I thought? It's I a would. weird, it's a weird thing yeah. of there's no middle ground in terms yeah. of like internet discussion on this movie. It's either you love it or you hate it. Well, it's like the little chart that I shared to the group chat. Did you like it? Yes, you're not a true Star Wars fan. Did you like it? No, you're not a true Star I Wars fan. That, yeah. It's just like the entire fan base can't agree on what they don't even like either. I was reading like the first Reddit mega thread and someone's like, I hate this, I hate this, and I hate this. And then I'm like, did we see the same movie? I love those. And then someone underneath is like, no, no, you're wrong. This is all right. I hate this, I hate this, and I hate this. I'm like, but those are good too. I'm like, Okay, everyone hates everything and everyone loves everything at the same time. And that's just, Reddit. Like. Yeah, but I mean, like even even like Twitter and even Rotten Tomatoes, everything that I'm absorbing is like there's no common ground that anyone can stand on, other than the mu- the movie is beautiful. Oh, right, like the movie, yeah. the the fact that the movie is beautifully shot and yeah. just gorgeous to look at is the only agreement that anyone can come to. Yeah, which is so strange. Yeah, because usually it's you might have. And that's the reason why I brought up the Reddit, because, yeah, Reddit, usually there's always going to be a bit of vitriol, but it's... I've never noticed it being, like, no consensus. That right. where you can... Even if you find someone agrees with you on X, Y, and Z, they disagree on A, B, and C. It's just, like, no one seems to be in alignment over what they liked or what they didn't like in this movie. 
I think it's just because it's so... Like, first of all, it's so charged because it's Star Wars, right? It matters mm-hmm. to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And second, like, it's new and it's it's still finding itself yeah, in, right. like... Like, if you've seen this movie seven times, you know how you feel. But if you watch it one time and it's a brand new Star Wars movie and you never... Like, right. I'm, it's curious, yeah. I'm curious to see how I feel after after seeing it a second here. or third and time. We liked it a lot more after right. a second yeah. time. And so, that's something I find weird about that is because I remember in film school, I actually had a teacher once make a comment that they thought the only way you could appreciate a film was seeing it twice. And I actually don't agree with that at all. And I found it really weird to after watching this one, I'm like... I feel like I need to see it a second time before I can actually definitively say, oh, no, this is what I like, this is what I don't like, right. and give my definitive opinion. Because I, myself, am just some, like, kind of conflicted internally over how I appreciated the film. I would say I it's enjoyed actually it, but... a good argument, but just depends on the film. Like, seeing yeah. it twice. Because I think something like Star Wars, you go in... I mean, because, like you said, you guys were hyped. Like, this is a huge... Right. This is the, a huge movie and a huge franchise that you love, like you have an expectation whether you want to or not. And, like, yeah. you know, I think even if it had been a really good movie, like, you're still going to find things that you're not sure you like about it or, you know, question right. whether or not you liked it just because of those expectations. And it was the most different Star Wars movie we have. It wasn't, yeah. like, Force Awakens following in its predecessor's, like, footsteps. Like, it went totally its own direction, right. which means you're more conflicted with it. Yeah. So, like, in, in that same vein, I wrote... So, I got into a series of, like, Twitter... Like, yeah. long Twitter discussions on this for, like, days at a time. And so, I finally gave up on it. And I was like, okay, here, I'm just going to put my last tweet... Like, my last thoughts out there. My la- Like, the synopsis of that was just, like... That Force Awakens was that childhood blanket that you had when you were little. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes you feel comfortable. It's nostalgic. Like, it, it takes you back and it makes you feel safe. Yeah. Whereas this... I compared The Last Jedi to the first day of school, where it's awkward, it's weird, it makes you feel a little uncomfortable. But if you can find your footing in it, then you can really love it and it can mm-hmm. be something really cool. That's a really um, good way to put it. And, like, I I kind of came to that discussion just to, like... Yeah, I, there's parts of... Last Jedi that I didn't like right away, and I didn't. I felt really weird about, and I didn't. I didn't like where the story was going. And then, like, the more I stepped in, the more I thought about, it, the more I was like, okay, I do kind of like that. Like that is yeah. really cool. Because that was my thing when thinking about it is if when people would complain about the, this character did this or this event happened, I usually wasn't like, no, I, I would usually be like, no, I think that was fine in the movie. Yeah. For me, a lot of it just came down to tone. Because there were moments where, because I think the best criticism and the one I actually agreed with was someone going, it's not, not that I have a problem with anything they did in the film. And it was the fact that they felt like a lot of the humor and a lot of how things were approached felt like a Marvel film and not like a Star Wars right. film. It doesn't, does it doesn't feel like a Star Wars film yeah. mm-hmm. for a lot of it. And and I, I think that's honestly my problem is, is the fact that I wanted it to feel more like a Star Wars film but than it was. But I think the was. thing right. is, is, you say you want it to feel like a Star Wars film, but like they're so different. All of them are really different. We but, were watching the prequels and A New Hope and Empire over the weekend because they were playing everything. Right. We were complaining about stuff left and right with those movies. We were like, we love these. These are so classic. Some of the things in them are really bad. A New Hope oh, is clunky. Yeah. Oh yeah, like nothing <laughs> in even, them is, even, is great. 
great. Even Empire is there's a lot like people are pretty good, but yeah, people, like, people were pointing out plot holes and things like that. In, yeah, in Last Jedi, and I was like, dude, there's a ton of plot holes in, in all of Empire. Them. I mean, like, yeah. Rogue One yeah. was an entire let's fix a plot hole, yeah. like you know, and, and even that great. one has plot holes. Like, yes, of exactly. Course. It's not. It's very rare to have a, a movie without flaw, and it's just like I'm saying. I think this is going to be a movie where like we watch and we go, this has some weird stuff in it, but I think it still is going to have a home in the franchise, and it's going to be one of those things you look back at and still really enjoy, but then have the things that you pick at forever too like i will forever laugh at like almost anything in um attack of the clones like we watched that today and i was laughing my butt off it's so bad and wonderful i think the thing about this movie is that like this is the first star wars movie that i have watched with a critical filmmaker eye Mm -hmm. right because like other star wars movies i've just kind of like accepted as star wars even force awakens or rogue one even like i'm like this is star wars it fits right in it feels similar Mm -hmm. like you were saying this one feels different but this one felt like oh this is a movie also this is a star wars yeah you know it sounds weird to say that but like a lot of the really like i loved the filmmaking choices of the communication between uh kylo and ray Mm-hmm. That was great. The fact that they didn't try to CGI him in or anything. They just, like, did, you know, cut back and forth. Right. I thought that was really good. It was basically a shot-reverse shot, but instead of doing the reverse shot of him standing in the room, it was like, nope, reverse shot is him on where he is on the ship. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. This Having this conversation that bridges, you know, light years without yeah. having to actually come up with some crazy, kooky CGI special effects way of doing it. Just mm-hmm. literally reverse shot. Not praising it a little bit and saying how much we loved it, but like, I completely understand why people don't. Yeah, and oh, I completely, yeah. I completely understand why this one's very polarizing. And again, it goes back to the, my example I used with the blanket, right? Like Ryan Johnson, for better or worse, kind of stomped all over your childhood blanket that you yeah. had. Like it's not like, and that hurts, right? And it feels bad. Yeah, and but like, I actually you know, I liked it. I like the fact that we have this big bad guy in Snoke, and oh yeah, he's now dead. I right. like the fact that I love the messaging that anyone can be anyone. Yeah, that was the big that was the big takeaway. The big right? theory for a while is everyone's like, oh, Ray is she a secret Skywalker? Oh, is she a Kenobi? Is like so many Ray parentage theories, and this one's like, nope, she's just she's just some random kid. And I love that. That's a great message for a new Star Wars film to have, right. which is. You don't have to be part of some big fancy family to be special. You can just be special on your own. The messaging behind it was so... Like, every point of the film beats that message into you of, like, anyone can be anyone. Yeah. Like, like no one's super special. No one's unique. Like, everyone can do something. I love that last shot of the kid with the the force-sensitive kid with the broom. Mm -hmm. I love that. I know a lot of people hated it, but, like, to me, that culminates of like what the message of the whole film well, also was. the idea that Lu- the legend of the jedi was just as powerful as just right. being because pre- the whole ending with luke not actually even being there but still being present enough that people are talking about how jedi master luke skywalker appeared and all these people couldn't take him down yeah. is just as powerful as if he had been there and actually done that that sometimes embracing the mythology and the legend is all you really need to do I love the foreshadowing too. Where I think Luke has a line where he says, "What you thought I was just going to show up and beat the First Order with a laser sword?" Yeah. Yes, like you know, and I, the awareness, I, is right? Very and I good. love, I love that time because we all wanted that on some level. <laughs> we all wanted Luke to show up, turn on the lightsaber, and just wail on the First Order, and we weren't going to get that. On that note, too, can I just say I didn't think General Hux was that good of a character in Force Awakens. I was just like, he's a waste of time. I loved him in this movie. He's great. <laughs> 
I actually didn't love him in this one. Okay, because here's my thing, is you realize how terrifying and crazy he is in Force Awakens when he's giving the speech to all the stormtroopers, and you're like, oh my god, this is like a Nazi true believer. I he became kind of the whipping boy in this movie. I mean he's always been that. There was hints of that in Force Awakens. He's not in charge. He's only in charge of his troops. And, and like, even then, he's barely in charge of those. Yeah. yeah. And the, yeah. But what does Snoke say? It's nice to have, like, a. I forget what he says, but he basically just refers to Hux as a tool. Yeah. yeah. To use rather yeah. than, like, a person to embrace. But, like, dude, the. Like, him standing over Kylo, getting ready to kill Kylo, and then Kylo wakes up and he puts it away. Yeah. Um, you know, like, snarky little lines towards Kylo when, when he. When has Kylo's give, like, yeah, you know, Kylo's. Like that, where it's great. Kylo's giving orders, and then Hux is saying the exact same order, but yelling it louder. Yeah. Well, and then at the end, like. <laughs> when they're shooting Luke, like, Hux actually makes him stop. Like, he yeah. actually does He makes He makes him stop, over. and then he says, he says, I think you got him. Or, yeah. Or did, do you, did think, you think you, you got yeah, him? Did you yeah. think you got him? To me, that kind of shows that he has some backbone. Right? I, like, that's what know. I was thinking, yeah. One scene I do want to ask your guys' thoughts about. I found it odd that the internet was caught up on this. It's when Leia... Mm. When the ship gets shot, and Leia oh, and Akra dies, the, she the, and she uses she the, the force. force to pull in, I'm yeah. like... Of course she does it. She's freaking... She's force-sensitive. My thing is, she's unconscious doing that? Come on. There's two no, things. No, I don't think she was unconscious. I think she, she was is. conscious, wasn't she? She opened her no, eyes. She, yeah, I she mean, opened her eyes. But she looked all dead. She, and I was like, I guess this is the send-off. Oh, no, it's not. Yeah. Like, well, the I, thing, I thought it was going to be the send-off. Yeah. Here's the thing. There's a difference between a force user and a force sensitive. Yeah. And she has never been shown to be a force user. Mm-hmm. Right. And she has I been mean, influenced. Like, she's had, like, feelings yeah. of, like, people argument, she loves. The argument could be that, like... While she, while Kylo was getting trained, or while Ben was getting trained, that she could have gotten it came out of left field, and I it was I, it but seemed why like a wouldn't she I, be able to though? Because she doesn't know how to use the she force. She hasn't been trained to do it. I mean, neither did Ray. To be fair. yeah, yeah, but I mean, I think like I mean, you like, said it, Charles I, is like you're either the a only, sensitive the or only, you're a the only user. argument that I can kind of give towards it is in a moment of instinct and hesitation that's that like yeah. thinking you know okay in desperation in desperation like, yeah. it'll just like your body just does it right right and like maybe so but like the react no one else had a reaction to her doing this it was just sort of like oh yeah she's alive still i don't hate that moment i hate what it represents i think what i didn't like about it the most was that it was filled with deus ex machina mm, so yeah. much like of course she's the only one survived because she used never used before force powers and to Akbar, fly back like, through space Akbar's dead oh well but carrie fisher i'm like but well, but, Akbar. but like yeah that too but also like yeah. the point like that deus ex machina, the deus ex machina of, like, sh- throwing, like, driving the cruiser into Snoke's ship yeah. and killing only the bad guys. Like, mm. that kind of stuff, like, happened a lot. And I was like, or, like, finding the one cell so, with DJ yeah. in it, the right. one so, guy who so can he, hack into the so fucking thing. Like, I, I, I hate that, too. But it also does the thing of, like, remember, Maz says to them, there's only one coder that can do this. There's only one person that can do this. No, I just found another guy. Like, it's it's the kind of thing of... Well, she says the only person I trust. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I caught fair. that on the second time. Fair. I was like, well, I thought there was only one fucking dude who could do yeah. this. And then she says, there's only one person I that can trust. do this that I trust. Got yeah. it. So, like, that was that was the thing of... My initial interpretation of it was, like, it, again, goes to the thing of, like, anyone can be anything. Yeah. Right? So, like... I read an article today in preparation for this. And one of the things they talked about was how Last Jedi finally wraps up the Jedi storyline from the prequels. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And then I read it and it said, so, like, the whole reason that Luke, like, aside from his experiences with Ben and, like, his fall and, like, his shame and whatever, like, 
he had disdain for the Jedi because they allowed, you know, they, how they acted Sidious the to rise yeah. to power at the height of their power and how they became so corrupt and everything. And one of their arguments was that part of what the Jedi failed at was that they were waiting for someone to come along to be the chosen one. Mm. And when that person showed up, they put all of their faith faith in that one person rather than actively going out and being the chosen one. Right. Bringing balance to the force as a group mm. rather than waiting for some magical person to come along and do it. That reflects in this film as well where we see like they're waiting for like, Luke and Luke is like they're, they're waiting for Luke and Luke comes along and he's not going to be what they want them to be he never is and like no one ever is going to be what their expectation is Ray does the same thing that Kylo does where she's like let's forget about the past you know I don't like you're not going to help me uh, bye like I'm going to go do what I think is right and so she seeks out and starts to bring balance to the force by doing right which I thought was really cool. And, like, that kind of does bring it full circle. And now that Luke is gone and, and all of the other Jedi are gone and it's only Rey who has, like, no experience and no training other than... And but she has no the books. Background. Sure. She does have the books. books. She has the books. But possibly no family background either. Like, well, yeah, time so, right. like, can we... Yeah. Can we can all, I saw this on Twitter the, the other day and I laughed so hard and I actually think it's true. Oh, the Yoda can, line? No, can we... Can we finally... Can, Rey has a father, man. Can we give Chewie some props? <laughs> Chewie takes her... To Jedi classes, <laughs> and then drops her off at the at the uh, drops her Dude, off. Dude, he is he's a good... eating lunch in the car yeah, while she's off at the school. Car, yeah. She's off at school, and then like lets her go pets, right? Yeah. And it's like you know, she's he's dropping her back off at the at the uh, at the Snoke at Snoke's ship and picking mm-hmm. her up later. Like you know, I like, love off at the friend's house. Like come yeah. on, man. I love how like close they are. <laughs> the Millennium like, Falcons was... become a minivan. Yeah. Right? Like he's the soccer mom who has to pick up all the kids at the very end. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Speaking of the Millennium Falcon, I just thought, like, the one scene that we didn't bring up that I really did enjoy as well, in addition to Yoda. Shoot that junk out of the sky? No. I uh, I love that one. When Luke runs into R2 on the Millennium Falcon. Mm. And he's like, why should I go back? And R2 plays the Princess Leia message from A New Hope. And he's basically like, screw you, R2. That's not not fair. That's like the the biggest fan wank. I I don't care. I really liked it, though. I really liked that part, too. Yeah. Because he's really excited to see R2, and then R2's like, hey, come on, asshole, let's go. <laughs> he's like, I know I haven't been awake for the last month, but I know that you need to go do something, I guess, because <laughs> I'm a robot. I, like, I know moments like that, because like, I, I talked to my dad about it, and he's seen like every Star Wars movie in theater since they came out, and like he said moments like that brought him back to being a 14-year-old seeing Star Wars in yeah. 1977, and he said it was insane to him to like see that stuff and know that these are the same characters and like same how people. far... It came. Yeah, he said it was really nostalgic and like made him really emotional. I was like, that's cool. It's stuff like that. And also, like, the whole thing where you were talking about how Luke brings about the end to the whole Jedi arc that we got in the prequels is I do appreciate the fact that these new films... Force Awakens, not so much, because Force Awakens kind of had to establish the whole new set of things. But both Rogue One and Last Jedi were willing to acknowledge all the stuff that came before in a way that you would think because of like all the hate the prequels got, they would have just kind of... Tried to retcon it, but they didn't. Exactly, but yeah. they didn't. They embrace it for what it is. That's why we get Jimmy Smith's in Rogue One and why I think we get the whole... He even mentions like Darth Sidious brought about the end of the Republic. I don't think they care about the backlash. Like, I, don't yeah. think, I don't think it's ever been a factor of like, should we retcon or not? I don't think they... I just think they just accept like 
Yeah. They, you, this is what it is. And then care, they're not going to make the same mistakes again. Right. Yeah. But I don't think they but they're care not, in terms like, of like trying like, to erase it from history. Right. Yeah. I don't think they care in terms of like we should hide this. No. Like, no, but it's I not. Think... It's not a dirty secret that they're trying to hide in the closet. But they yeah, didn't no, use midi chlorians again, and they very well right. could have in that scene where oh, he's explaining what the force yeah. is. Yeah. You know, that could have been. I mean, I think Kathleen Kennedy is like she's so first of all so good for Lucasfilm and stuff, but like I think she pays attention because I know like how careful they've been with like choosing their directors and making changes to those directors if they feel like the vision and essence of Star Wars was not present. Having people like that in charge is like the best thing you could ask for. I, I just don't think like a lot of people were like, oh they're hiding they're hiding Aww. away from the prequels. And I was like, no, they don't care. Like they don't They yeah. just know people don't like it. Yeah. So they're like, well then we're not gonna keep doing right, that. But they, like, they but they understand that like, it's part of their it's part of their canon, so they can't just yeah. ignore it. They yeah. have to accept it and be a part exactly. of it. Exactly. They can't bring it up and be in your face about it because the general audience never really went for the prequels, but you include the hints to it because you know your hardcore fan base did go. And it's a part of their it's a part of the world. Like yeah. you're gonna yeah. mention it as much as you're gonna mention anything else that you would in that mm-hmm. world. Yeah no I like the whole city of scene. I like the R2 thing. I the small moment too, I also liked when uh Finn and Rose crash land on Octo and they uh Oh and wait what? On Octo or not Octo, Octo when um on crate or whatever. Oh, uh. Where they where they crash land and then Poe goes, you're alive, where's my droid? Oh um, yeah <laughs> and then he pets it like a yeah. dog like yeah. it's very yeah. cute. Well, and I know you didn't like the casino scene. I, I there were issues I have with it. I just like seeing all the cool creatures and stuff that right. they do with it. And I like the music. Also, it makes sense like, that there'd be a space Monaco, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it, it was it was cool to see that, and I did like, even though it was a little on the nose. Like, I did like the whole message with like they don't just sell ships and parts and stuff to the bad guys. They sell it to the good guys. They sell it to everybody. Like, yeah. like the fact that this movie acknowledged that there's a huge amount of shade of gray in the Star Wars universe right. that the films have mm-hmm. up till now ignored. I mean, the, the only thing I don't like about the casino scene is just, like, it's too long. And it, it's it too long, and it ends up being pointless in terms of just pushing the story along. Well, it's it's giving Finn something to do. I mean, all of the missions are pointless. Every every mission is failure mm-hmm. in this movie. Ray going to get Luke Skywalker but fails. I mean, at least, like, I them going to the Cantobite fails. Well, I like, Poe Dameron trying to bomb the thing succeeds, but at what cost, you know? Right, I mean, they, but see, like, the Poe the po stuff... It, it's towards him becoming a better leader, right? And like, yeah. and leading the rebellion probably when Leia passes, like, or when you know when Carrie Fisher, when all that stuff happens, yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, probably Poe's gonna take a bigger role in that in that spot. And you kind of see that at the end with, with Natsa at the end of the the movie, right? With him leading them to mm-hmm. through the base, like that failure leads to to his growth, right? Yeah. You have Rey. That failure leads to her growth as mm-hmm. as kind of leaving behind what she thought she needed. Every character, and also also pushes Luke towards coming back and, and yeah. being a part of Every character has growth through that failure. And we, but we also need to see that failure to understand that the heroes aren't always going to succeed right. or win. But what is Finn? What is Finn's growth through that failed mission? I think it's supposed to be him at the very end where he has finally found this thing that is worth fighting for in the Resistance. Because he, he's going on that suicide run towards the big Death Star gun. Right. And well, he only gets stopped because Rose points out, you know, yeah, you finally found something you're worth fighting for, but we don't necessarily leave our people to die. Right. The thing about Finn is that he already had a really strong character arc from the beginning. His yeah. whole thing was, like, he's a coward, right? Yeah. And, like, he runs away when shit gets hard. So, like, him deciding to try to do the suicide run into the Death Star gun was like, oh, cool. Yeah. He's... He's, overcome his yeah. desire to run away and like but, but I don't then think you like need that casino yeah. sequence in order to complete that arc. No, I agree. That casino sequence does nothing for that. The only thing that casino sequence does is for, for Rose. Rose and it's for 
it's to push that message forward that anyone can be anyone, right? Because mm-hmm. it, it leads to that force. Here's the force sensitive kid that Rose gave the ring to, like you know, like like hey, the rebellion's spreading. It's everywhere, and like that casino sequence. So little was done with it, and it was such a pretty large chunk of the movie. Where yeah. It's like why. Because I, I remember when I when it was first hinted in like teasers and trailers, and we first saw photos of it, it's like, oh, there's gonna be like a major sequence happening here, and it always felt like it was a major sequence. It was it a was major sequence, but it's not just, a good one. Yeah, it just was incidental rather than important. I liked um, it, but yeah, it's just I don't know. I had fun with it. I always like when they do weird character design and weird like. Oh, I love the I love the animals and stuff like and, that. Yeah. I love like the the horses that they have. Yeah, like, they're I lo- so cute. I love that stuff. It was just. Well, and I, I, I mean, me being an animal person, I like the whole thing with Rose setting them free and stuff. I really yeah. like that, so. I mean, it was just too, it was just too long. <laughs> yeah, it is long. It's the pot yeah. race all over again yeah, for you, just, isn't it? <laughs> well, I actually like the pot I race. do, too. It has such good moments in it that it's a shame that it didn't matter, yeah. plot-wise. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's weird, because my thing when I was leaving the film is I'm like, I felt like a lot of moments didn't get the amount of time they deserve, but there was also, like, too much in the movie. Yeah. Oh, Two hours so, and fifty minutes. Right? Actually, okay. Sorry. Two, My three, biggest problem with the 30. film is actually Admiral Holdo. I'm sorry. Oh, oh I like yeah. her. Oh, Lord, her. Yeah, and I and I love her character. Yeah. First off, there's no there's nothing to be gained from her holding her information like the, her plan secretive, and there's nothing to detriment to her telling anyone. Like her not sharing that piece of information doesn't. Maybe she's afraid anything. that it'll get well, back around. Think about though. it this like, way, though. There were people like Rose says that she had to tase a bunch of people trying yeah. to escape. Yeah. So like, what if they knew the plan and escaped True. and were captured? Like yeah. we see the power the Empire learning about the Rebellion's plans can have True. because we see she, Finn giving away. The she also knows that they were being tracked in light speed, but doesn't know how. They don't even get to True. talk to her about that. So she might even think that there's somebody that you know. Sure, maybe there's an insider. Yeah, and she doesn't know better safe I would think okay but. true but and then the other you could still just gone but to from a puddle. third person yeah. Yeah, as yeah. looking I at it like, like, omnisciently yeah. you're like why doesn't he just yeah. Yeah. And, the, and the thing was too that like there's that moment and then the thing of could have just easily kept Akbar alive like I understand like taking taking Leia out of the picture but like why there's no need to introduce this new character I mean, the actor died yeah I think that honestly might be the reason why they introduced the character is the actor who plays Akbar died right hmm he didn't get it. I mean, it's not like he couldn't put another dude in that mask. Yeah, just, just saying. Just, yeah. Well, no, I don't think he was. No, I think he was a puppeteer, but he was also the voice. Yeah, but I mean, so it was. They would have to have. There's some pretty convincing yeah. Akbar voice actors out there yeah. that can do that. Like it's not yeah. like like dude, they replaced Chewie, man. Like yeah, Peter Mayhew true. isn't in the suit He's in this movie. He's a consultant. Yeah. Another thing, Adam Holdo, she watches about eight to ten shells get blown up, and then realizes, oh, I can do something, and then turns the ship around. Dude, after like one or two, just turn it around. around. I mean, just turn it around. Like they shock. They had to destroy much of the rebellion. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so then they're like, "How are we gonna do this? Let's have them lose at every corner and get blown up at every corner." Yeah. And still, there was too many dudes that got brought to yeah Crystal Planet. Because because dude, she Adam Holdo sits at the window and watches stuff get blown up for like a good five minutes. Well, I think it feels like that because of how much they cut around yeah. and then right. it's hard, you start to lose track of time. I think but the I, compression of time was a little bit weak in this movie because like when well, they go instantaneous, like you or, know. or like when they when they travel to Cantobite, they're like oh we only have six hours left and like they had 18 hours when they left mm, so it took right. them 12 hours to well, get they to Canto say it was like way out there but yeah, yeah but like that means it should take 12, 12 hours, hours to get back, back. Yeah. they're lucky they found a really fast ship to yeah, get back you know you brought your lightsaber i did today. we all know about 
how fanatical you are about it. Right. So why don't you oh, tell my us? Now. <laughs> why don't you tell us about that? So uh, it is a Graflex. For anyone that doesn't know, the original Luke lightsaber, so the hero lightsaber, was made out of a Graflex camera flash, which is like an old nineteen sixties, fifties era camera flash. So bulb is supposed to go on top of here usually. Yeah. It's actually gotten to be quite a uh, topic between photography and light and Star Wars fans. People are taking these vintage camera flashes and just drilling holes in them to make lightsabers, right? Sure. And so it's it's gotten kind of contentious. So now know what else are they gonna do with them? Yeah. I mean so so now Take they photos. now they make uh Graflex kits where they're replicas of the original camera flash but but made to house lightsaber electronics and things like that. So this has specific holes to drill in for like blade retention screws and electronics and lights and things like that. So it makes it a lot easier. So this is actually a 2.0 Graflex kit from Corban. And he makes, I think, a 3.0 kit now. This is like a couple of years old at this point. Uh, and you can find electronics and things like that online. There's a lot of great resources on how to build them and how to put them together and which parts to buy and all that kind of stuff. The group that I'm a part of is a Graflex addicts group. And they have... <laughs> The, mo- the most screen grabs and sort of reference material that you can get for a Graflex, there's different places that you can get parts from that are screen accurate and make them even more accurate than this. So you're saying, like, before we started recording, Chris was telling us about, like, how this group will, like, take screen grabs of, like, lightsabers and stuff whenever a new trailer comes out or whatever, and they, they've measured, like, they know how big Daisy Ridley's hand yeah. is, so they've measured that exactly so they know, like, when she grabs a lightsaber, how... Like they can they can scale it out to know how exactly big how the big lightsaber is. Yeah. is. So each like Force Awakens, A New Hope, Return, uh, Revenge of the Sith, Empire Strikes Back, like all of them have different versions of the Graflex, and all of them are slightly different in, in certain measurements. And so the Force Awakens Graflex was going on tour as like a prop or whatever. So people measured it and they had exact measurements of that prop. So then you watch Force Awakens, and using those measurements, you can reverse engineer how big Daisy Ridley's hand is. Mm. So when you watch trailers for The Last Jedi, and you see her holding The, La- the Last Jedi Graflex, it's actually kind of funny. The ones in the posters for The Last Jedi are actually the stunt hmm. saber, because they have different grip styles okay. that are only seen on the stunt saber that you can see in the back, back like behind-the-scenes footage. It's actually a mistake by the photography team that they took pictures with point aside so you can take pictures or posters or whatever of the last jedi and see exactly how big the last jedi graphics is going back and because they referenced her hand size from the right from the the force awakens saber where it's confirmed that's right? crazy yeah that makes yeah. sense you should do the, the sound thing on it i don't know if you can hear it yeah so i have the lightsaber was luke's and his father's before so now there's activation sounds of different sound fonts so each Depending on what card you have, it has different sound fonts. Uh, so that's, of course, Force Awakens. So it has a deeper hum. Uh, flash on Clash and things like that. But it has a deeper hum. And then you turn it off. So this is Empire Strikes Back. So it's a lot lighter. You can hear the, you can hear kind of Force, you know, Empire Strikes Back. And that's that. So, I mean, it's just different things like that. And the color of the blade is actually different, too. I noticed it lighted differently on Right, that so, one, like, yeah. the the Force Awakens... So, this one's made for Force Awakens. Blade's a lot darker. Yeah, it's a, a darker richer. blade, a deeper... Um, Empire sound. tends to be more blue. And then the Empire... Or New Hope tends to be a lot more green and lighter blue. Mm-hmm. You have differences there as well. They, they have references of what 
different LED colors you can do to make colors like that That's as awesome. well. So if you're interested, go ahead. There's a lot of resources out there. To go yeah, so for all the watchers, now you know what to get us for Christmas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, Chris, I'm Chris so, so glad you decided to give this to me for <laughs> Christmas. Yeah, right. All right, so... Star Wars! Ha, 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 ha!